and welcome to another edition of the Gobeski Wallace Report. My name is Charlie Wallace. I am Adam Gobeski, and we have with us two. Mm, give me an adjective, Charlie. Um, docile. Mm, give me another one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine with that. Humongous. I would prefer sessile, but. <laughs> and I we am have the podcasting position. We have with us two humongous docile guests. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Accurate. Wilcox. It's it's great to be back. And Doug Gobeski. I'm trying to work on my weight. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, your doppelganger today um, was a little thinner than you. Fuck <laughs> you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I have to I eat mean, chips for this show. I'm going to lose weight. Though, that's, yeah, I'm that's... going to do a chipping for Charlie segment. <laughs> so you're almost doppelganger. It was weird, though. Like, I was so weirded out. It looks so much like Doug, this guy. Which is a lot coming from his brother, you know, someone who's pretty familiar <laughs> with his face. So I was in Half Price Books, because uh, this week is coupon week. Still getting those texts. Yeah. <laughs> so far from any Half Price. <laughs> so I turned the corner to go into the, like, graphic novel area, and there's a guy there looking at the manga. And he, I can't really see his face, but he looks like a slightly shorter Doug. So he's long hair. He's got long hair and it's the same kind of long hair, like the, you know, fairly straight, you know, a little bit of wave, not a lot. He's got the, the bristly facial hair, although I think he actually had a chin strap rather than the goatee, but, and he's wearing a white t-shirt like Doug wears because my memory of Doug is only white t-shirts apparently. But what? But it was also the way he held himself because Doug kind of Doug kinda, right now. Yeah. Doug kind of holds himself like he could spring into action at any moment. <laughs> Do you know what I mean, though? Like, it always looked like there's a slightly like coiled energy in Doug when he's like standing. And this guy had that <laughs> like to the point where I was literally like, like I stopped for a second and stared and I was like, wait, what is Doug? in arizona does he have a conference why is he at a half price what's going on <laughs> doug doesn't know how to read and, and and the guy turns to me and he's like oh did you need to get through because he'd seen that i was just standing there staring at him <laughs> and i was like oh yeah no sorry you just you look a lot like my brother <laughs> like that's what i said and he was like and he said in the, like the most dejected tone of voice yeah, apparently I look like a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But so I'm like surreptitiously sort of like observing him slash keep running into him as we kind of move around the store. And every time was just weirded out. It's just like... But the problem is I'd interact with him, so I couldn't snap a photo of him because at that point it's pretty obvious that I'm like, oh, I'm snapping this photo of you because I told you you look like my brother. <laughs> I'll well, just I mean, be you here. You don't, you're not alpha enough to just do that and be like, hey, man, I got I got to take a picture of you. Uh, no, I am I am apparently not. So, but that's It'd my be story. More confrontational. <laughs> it was weird. I was like, did I pass into a parallel universe? Have I broken through? Who's president right now? Also, Doug. Everyone is Doug. 
<laughs> yep. Yes, we're living in a dugocracy. First, that's why he the looks like a lot of people. Of many dogs in, <laughs> interpretation of quantum mechanics <laughs> into the verse. <laughs> so that's my story. Yeah. So here we are. It feels like the universe has kind of settled a little bit. Things seem mostly back to normal, Adam. From what I can tell, only slight differences. They're all things I think we can live with. Yeah, we're gonna have to unless we find some more quantum tunneling. Yeah. That's how that works, right? I, I Quantum sure hope tunnel so. your way into a new universe? <laughs> I mean, I have no way to prove that I haven't already done that several times. Yep. Other than the, you know, extreme improbability of it. But, you know. You've just got to get all of the all of the particles in your body to do it at the same time. Yeah, that's, yeah. In order for it to be a seamless event for my consciousness, I suppose. That would have to be the case. Imagine if people could only like, like you could do it, but like you had to be really good at it because most things take practice to get good at. People aren't. So you're just like walking down a hallway and there's, there's screaming faces embedded in it. They tried to walk through the wall. (laughs) Yeah. That would be pretty terrifying. I mean, it seems to me you'd have to be good at it first time, right? That's what I'm saying. Well, yeah. Which means it's more of a talent than a, practiced skill if you die the first time you try to practice it i'm not sure you can really be said to be practicing it it's like it's like practicing in the way that you could practice you know russian roulette winning the lottery by buying a ticket every day (laughs) you know you just have to keep trying and constant are you telling me that after 10,000 hours of playing the lottery, I won't be an expert? This is BS. <laughs> Wasn't there one, there was one guy who who did that before they adjusted things, right? There was like a guy who actually managed to mathematically make some money off the lottery X number of years ago. I mean, Paul, people, people win the lottery almost weekly, okay? Uh, you know, the big one. Yeah. So, so, so we know it can be done. there was some guy who did basically like the card counting of the lottery and then that subsequently caused the lottery to be fixed and by fixed i mean uh no longer fixed close the loophole it was this was a while back like decades ago or years ago yeah i want to say decades ago so was he able to predict the numbers or did he just simply buy every possible permutation i don't remember this was this was something that was on, you know, like on one of the NPR shows back when the lottery was like, you know, back when the Powerball was really high. Which time? And a number of those times over the past decade. So chips. Yes. So it's time for another segment of Chippin' for Charlie. Hooray. I've got a bag of Lay's grilled cheese and tomato soup flavored chips. So here's my question. Yes. Why doesn't Charlie go buy these chips as well? Well, it just so happens that I have a bag of Lay's grilled cheese and tomato soup chips sitting right in front of me. Oh. Woo! Yeah, it's yeah. A stra- it, this is a strange Bryce. universe. Where's, Speaking where's of my, the lottery. Where's my Wait, horn? Just, do Paul and Adam also have these chips? I do. Not. i also i don't know where you you guys are always must be going to stores that have like lots of varieties of chips because i'm always like 
Yeah, I, really I boring to... selections, but also my my space that I exist in during the day is quite small. Yeah, I go to. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> it sounded like a strained fart. <laughs> my favorite thing about this is that it's 17 seconds long, but the clip's <laughs> only like two. <laughs> <laughs> There are 13 seconds left of video. <laughs> Look, the important thing is we can upgrade this segment to chip in with Charlie. Oh, that's true. Yeah. So. All right. I think we have to, to time this together, right, Doug? So. Uh, oh. Do we? Yeah. We open okay, the bag I'm in ready. Uh, three, two, one. All right. I mean, I'm not in the habit of smelling it when I open the bag, but, you know, just because Paul and Adam are freaks and do that, I did it for consistency's sake. And, yeah, it does smell bad. <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, it just smells like potato chips. Like a potato chip. yeah. I mean, there's nothing yeah, unique just... about these ones that make them smell different than the other ones. Not really. So, time to um... reach into the bag and grab one. It it looks it looks like a cross between barbecue, like that kind of orange greasiness. Yeah, barbecue, but without all of the gritty colored stuff on it. Yeah, and like cheddar, gritty is, the mascot? cheddar and sour cream. Gritty the mascot. I mean, it is orange. Who is yeah, gritty the mascot? Are you uh, kidding Philadelphia me? Philadelphia Flyers, <laughs> right? Now, who doesn't know pop culture? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Do we have to take a detour from the segment to talk about this, or do I have to educate myself? You do you genuinely, genuinely don't know, about know gritty? who Gritty is? I might recognize it if I see it, but no, not off the top of my head. Is that like G-R-I-T-T-Y? Yeah. yeah. Gritty. He's, He's the mascot for the Philadelphia Flyers and also, NHL team. And also for our current political environment. Oh, yeah, I've seen that thing. Okay, so can I actually eat this chip Oh, yeah, I got distracted, yeah. No, you got to take the chip, you got to place it on your tongue, and let it melt into your taste buds. Fine. Do I do that now? As long as Charlie's also doing it. Yeah. Charlie? Okay. And then you got to talk while the the chip's on your tongue. There's a bowl Um, well, um. It turns out I'm physically incapable of doing that. I... I'm pretty sure the <laughs> chewing action is actually a reflex at this point. Hey, Paul. This is good radio. Oh, uh, this is working as intended. <laughs> I mean, I'm definitely getting the tomato soup flavor. Getting the cheese? Um, not as much. I don't know. I'm getting, getting more of the cheese and not the tomato so much. Maybe it depends on where you placed it on your tongue. I placed oh, it right yeah. on the center of my tongue for about... 30 seconds before I chewed it. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Maybe you s- soaked all the tomato soup flavor out of it first. Yeah, it went straight into my tongue. It all washed in the wrong away. spot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not bad, but it's very bizarre. Bizarre how? Like it's a flavor that shouldn't be a potato chip. Charlie clearly going in for more. Yeah. Huh. No, I think it's fine. I think it tastes more like cheesy. Oh, there's some cheese. Yeah. I mean, maybe the distribution of flavor is just unusual. Yeah, I guess you have to average out the flavor over the whole bag, right? Yeah, you really got to eat the whole bag. <laughs> you got to jam the whole bag into your mouth. Yeah, that's the- well, it's not like, you you know, when you have a grilled cheese and tomato soup, 
you take some soup and then you take the grilled cheese and then sometimes you dip it in, but it's not consistent every single bite. So true. I mean, that's the sort of experience I want. The chips. perfect bite every time. You don't just <laughs> blind your your yeah. tomato soup and grilled cheese yeah. into a smoothie. <laughs> it's not a Reuben. There's, <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about Reuben smoothies. <laughs> <laughs> Thousand Island based. I actually had a taste of smoothie earlier today. That's after years and years of my my just my smoothie aversion. I'm want to talk about your smoothie aversion, or did you just want to make loaded hints? (laughs) No, no. So, do you remember when you got the CDI? Uh, Vaguely. (laughs) You remember how long ago that was? I remember was at a Marshall Ham Fest. The end. Well, <laughs> well, let's, let's talk about Hamfest. So I, specific, what's, what's so I specifically remember. Wait, do you know, not know about Hamfests? Hamfest? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait, what? That's and where Marshall? the Paul. You don't know? That's where the amateur radio people get together and they sell stuff. Oh, oh. Hamfest! I was like, I was thinking like Hamfest, like like ham, the the meat. Like bringing home the bacon. Yeah, which sounds, you know. Also, like something that could happen in Marshall. So, ham fests are great because sometimes, I guess maybe not so much now, but it used to be the case that they have video game stuff too. Oh, oh, or cheap. Or you could pick up a pick up a old computer or something. Yeah. Anyway, so what does that have to do? I specifically remember when you know you were going through all of the different games that you had for it. Oh yeah, there mom had that CDI. Yeah, mom had gotten some frozen smoothie things was basically just, here, empty this frozen bag of fruits and something into a blender, blend yeah, it, and drink it. Basically, recall this. Basically, I remember drinking one and just feeling absolutely nauseated. And in retrospect, I really, really, really should have puked it up. But I kept it down and haven't been able to eat or drink any sort of smoothie until today as a result, <laughs> over a decade later. So, so there's my tale of personal progress. Was it a pleasant experience this time? Um, no. <laughs> but you tried. Doing it, was smoothie descri- it was described as some sort of combination of like mango and ginger and I don't remember what other stuff. But it, to me, it tastes like pineapple and cottage cheese. Huh. Two ingredients which were not in the smoothie. That- so I have I have an important question then. Okay. Is gritty the opposite of smoothie? <laughs> oh my gosh, we brought it full circle. <laughs> we really need a mascot smoothie. <laughs> It'll just be smooth like a Teletubby. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Thought it was going to be a doggy. You know, be a smooth boy. Yeah, like way too smooth. <laughs> Uncomfortably smooth. <laughs> So when you do a search for a smoothie mascot, you get some weird stuff. <laughs> Ooh, gonna have to try that. So is that a is that a buy or is that a sell on those uh, chips? <laughs> I can sell these. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, if you're in the mood for grilled cheese and tomato soup, but you need to make sure, absolutely certain that you don't spill soup on your clothing. It's a good choice. It'll it'll scratch that itch. If you're looking for chips, I think there are better options out there. Oh yeah. 
I mean, most of these lace like uh, flavors aren't wouldn't make it into the normal rotation. But I, I think it's interesting. Don't I mean, give away the secret of the segment. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, why do any of them at all? <laughs> She's got a point. <laughs> Shut it down. Delete the files. This podcast is over. Yes, we have to move on to phase two, where you dissolve the chip in your Pepsi Max. (laughs) (laughs) If I had Pepsi Max with me, I absolutely would do that. (laughs) Yeah, same, but I don't have any sort of drink other than water and exploit. I do have some Diet Diet Coke. I would have to go get it. So let me do that. Go get it. I'll I'll pour a glass. I'll put the chip in and, you know, we'll (laughs) update partway through the the podcast. Yeah. Nice. I have some Mountain Dew ice. Right, I can do that. In. <laughs> so I doubt there's going to be any ASMR here, but let's let's see. No, it's not really fizzing. Nor is it really sinking. Just give it time. <laughs> we That's... we got we got all night. That'll do, pig. <laughs> you hear that? That's the sound of capillary action. <laughs> hey, Adam. Yep. The McRib may be gone again. But white fudge covered Oreos are back. Oh. And Subway started their own McRib anyway, so. I don't know that that's legit, Paul. Seems I don't correct. know that you're allowed to do that. Certainly can't be a McRib. I mean, it's a. Uh, Reprocessed pork patty. Barbecue <laughs> rib sandwich. You know, it's basically the same thing, and they drizzle some sauce over it. The barbecue rib sandwich. Pickles and onions. Six inches, three fifty. If you desire, they'll put they'll put whatever you want yeah. on it, Doug. Get whatever you want, yeah. Provided that they have it. And that's how they get around copyright infringement. It's up to the customer to make it precisely like a McRib. They you know, it's like their McRib, like they they've had it since the nineties. I'm against this idea. You know why? Because by serving that sandwich, they're increasing the demand for pork byproduct meat. Which means that it'll be that much longer before we see a real McRib again, because mm. it's all it's all based on the price, right? Like that's, that's how what McRib I've, that's what I've heard, works, right? That's why they can't offer it year round because the price goes up too much as well, they I, buy I guess it to make. If McRib. that's the case, I'll I'll slow down on the the banquet pork shaped patty meals. <laughs> <laughs> that's a year round McRib you can have. Right out of your freezer. No, I think I think that one predates. It's, it's grandfathered in. It looks like I'm... something your grandfather would have eaten. It's grandfathered in. <laughs> That's how it works, right? And now I'm on a new site that apparently just tells you about all the new fast food items you can get. Just unironically, just, hmm. you know... Subway unveils new plant-based Beyond Meatball Marinara sub. That's pretty exciting. Popeye's chicken sandwich is back. This is what I hear. Yeah, I've heard. Along with the the debut of their new bourbon fudge pie. Oh. Have Mm -hmm. any of you tried either of those items? No, I didn't realize that the chicken sandwich was like a limited time thing. I just heard about it. So the one chance I actually had to get Popeye's, which was like at a um, rest stop and a... Illinois Turnpike. <laughs> they didn't have it. I don't like mayo, so you can yeah. get it with Cajun spread. That's kind of why I that's, don't. That's just mayo with bits in it. Either. Is it? I've, I I almost never go to Popeyes. I assume everything they put on those chicken sandwiches is always mayo. I assume it's some sort yeah, of aioli. I, 
Which is mayo. <laughs> yeah, that's why I assume it's an aioli. <laughs> I assume there's not a vinegar-based Cajun spread. Hmm. Or an oil-based Cajun spread. Because then it wouldn't spread. I, I see. Well, it would It would, it spread. would spread, I guess, by itself. But right. you wouldn't have the spreading action. Just depends on what you're looking for in your condiments. Hmm. Hmm. What's the best condiment? Best um, condiment? Oh. Hunger. Hunger? <laughs> What? <laughs> Hunger. Hunger goes with any food. <laughs> Makes every food better. I heard it was a spice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's a flavoring. <laughs> condiments only, Paul. The general Condiment corner. Flavoring. Condiment corner. That's right. Mm, condiment corner. In a brief update, the uh, chip is still floating. It's sinking slightly. <laughs> And the flavoring is coming off and forming a foam, yeah. like kind of in a, in a pool that's like above the chip, because the chip Take is kind photo, of concave. Please. All right, yeah, you can get a photo. Good. I feel like it's going to turn into Ghostbusters too. <laughs> I start gonna... playing some Jackie Wilson. <laughs> I ain't afraid of no sleep. <laughs> Just picturing the the slime in the toaster, except it, it's. It's Charlie ladling Diet Coke and grilled cheese and tomato soup chip mix into the toaster. Wow. This is... You could make a YouTube channel based on that. That, I think, is the the best condiment of all time. (laughs) (laughs) Only one way to make it. Okay, I'm getting the photo now. Hey, it's a foam. It's very very hip. Tomato tomato soup and grilled cheese Pepsi foam. (laughs) That's that's gross. <laughs> it's, yeah, this I, looks like some sort of infection. <laughs> yeah, it looks like you're like you have a a sore that you're drowning <laughs> a in. Weeping coke. sore. <laughs> you just have an open sore that leaks Coca Cola. Well, we can only help yeah. you. Yeah. Things Charlie would do for science. That doesn't look good <laughs> at all. Well, we can we can only hope that the chip dissolves enough so that it all mixes together. And it's somehow yes. less offensive by the end of the show. It'll, it'll be our closing gotta, segment. You know, if you chug it all at once and then the chip just kind of slides right down, you know, in one go oh. like an oyster. <laughs> Probably get as many parasites from this as you do from the oyster. <laughs> wow, so many uh, fast food chains offer a free, free meal for veterans and active military. Oh, very nice. Well, I mean, it is Veterans Day coming up. Yeah. I assume yeah. that's what yeah, just thought, about, yeah, right? Veterans Day, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can get a lunch combo at Little Caesars or a Grand Slam at Denny's or just a, a meal at Hooters. Paul, 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 Paul. It's not or. Oh, <laughs> you gotta do, a, do the Veterans Day bang, bang, bang. <laughs> the yeah, mega no, slam. Hold, hold <laughs> the triple slam. I think we need to bring back the slam terminology when we're talking about our 20 ounces and, and one liter bottles, you know, the quick, the quick slam, the big slam. The big, is yeah, that what quick point. slam is? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I just slam came and then it was like, that on uh, the podcast and I was just like, I've never heard of this flavor. <laughs> yeah, Clearly it's, someone wasn't uh, frequenting vending machines around 2002. <laughs> <laughs> That was like, you know, when they made the mouth huge on those one liter bottles. Yeah. Now they're like normal size, which is probably for the best. 
But I do I do like my one liter bottles. I feel like they're not prominent enough out there in the gas stations of America. Everything's fitted for twenty ounces, so they don't have the space. Yeah, it's true. That reminds me of my favorite Applebee's meme. Applebee's related meme. What would that be? I think it is I'm just all about Limp Biscuit and Applebee's at a moderate volume. <laughs> or at a reasonable volume. <laughs> is this a thing? I, I, or is maybe this a thing I, for you? Maybe when I saw it, I was like, this is going to be the next thing. Everyone's going to be talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> you guys see the Applebee's meme? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm into the, uh, the Real Housewives slash Smudge the Cat mashup. Yeah, I've seen, you've seen that one. Seen a whole bunch of those. Or usually you agree with the cat, but not always. Oh, yeah, yeah. There was a Meyer Myers one where I was like, I, I think I'm against the cat. <laughs> <laughs> That's when I realized it's easier to find these things on Google than DuckDuckGo. Yeah. Yeah, but now Since Google you're... knows everything about you. Yeah. You know about your you... love of memes. And if you go to Bing, you just get all the NSFW versions. <laughs> yeah. You know, some, every search engine's got a place. <laughs> they don't, and they don't make you sign in like all, like the other ones. Go try to turn off, say, search in Google. It used to be really easy, you know. And and there's there's you know there's legitimate reasons to want to turn off safe safe search. But uh, I don't know that I've ever really needed to. Well, maybe there's not very but so does anyone understand how Google's ads work? Because like I've had Google for a while now um, serving me ads for plus-sized women's clothing. Hmm. Have you been logged into my account? Or and the <laughs> and then I go and look at you know what are my, what is it, ad choices stuff? And it's oh, like, yeah, like, we're pretty sure that you're, uh, you know, 28 to, you know, 38-year-old male or something. And I'm just like, why? Why the ads? Maybe I think you've got a, a plus-size woman in your future. Mm-hmm. So he should buy her clothes now? Yeah. <laughs> I have I, these that's, ready that's for the you. Status. Yeah, here is. <laughs> that's, that's what I hear the, the order to do it in. <laughs> Buy the clothes for the woman you want. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, she can always grow into them, right? (laughs) Like that episode of of, uh, Malcolm in the Middle. A show I've never seen. uh, Hal keeps slipping calories into his uh, wife's diet on uh, secret calories. Because he's into that sort of thing. <laughs> it it sounds really bad when I'm just sitting here <laughs> explaining. Yeah, that, like, have you ever seen uh, Zach Morris's trash on YouTube? <laughs> no. Well, basically, if you explain the plot of any Saved by the Bell episode, it's like, well, Zach Morris is trash. <laughs> <laughs> is that not the impression I'm supposed to be left with? I mean, he is, but like when you say it, it's more like he should be in jail. <laughs> it's more like Zach Morris is criminally abusive to those around him. So, how about that Blade Runner? Yeah, uh, any day now, it I don't could know be about happening. You guys, but I'm I'm tired of getting Voight Kampf tested. Yeah, it's just walking down the street, and the guy 
pull, puts a gun in my face and starts asking me about tortoises. It sucks. I don't know where I was going with this. We can delete it. <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to imagine how you got out of the situation. Did he just stand there patiently while you fumbled your way through? No, you 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 flip the tortoise back onto its stomach so that it can be on its way. Isn't it obvious? Is that not the right response? To the I'm not sure contest? we know the right response. I, I assume that's probably it. <laughs> yeah, do they ever discuss that? Apparently they don't tell you what happens when the sociopaths get false positives as uh, replicants. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, police have a long history of covering up police misbehavior, so... You think 2019 is any different? Come on. But yeah, saw a bunch of Blade Runner stuff go across my uh, various feeds. And I was like, how come no one was doing this when Sequest happened? That was 2018. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we at least talked about it when Back to the Future 2 happened. That's right. Right. Well, I assume it's because they're waiting until we all actually live underwater. It's coming. I'm going to see if Facebook has a Sequest group. <laughs> <laughs> you when know is, it's coming. Maybe there's like, maybe there's like a secret like Reddit just full of Sequest memes. <laughs> uh, there was something the other day where they, people were saying like, yeah, you know, even if we uh, cut all emissions completely right now, we've still we've still got like three centuries worth of rising waters to deal with. Oh, good. There are Sequest DSV memes. <laughs> I think I'd be ups- I'd be kind of worried and upset if there weren't. I'm not sure all of them. Okay, there's there's a Sequest DSV 2018 meme. <laughs> Let me see if I can. Oh, do this ew. <laughs> ew. I assume that's carried up to the sides by the popping bubbles. Uh, it appears so. Yes. Are you sending? That is vile. It seems Absolutely like it's, vile. I bet if you put you put a straw in there, it probably would taste <laughs> like normal Pepsi. Uh, yeah, and ruin the environment, Paul. No thanks. It's like, uh, whoa, whoa, whoa! You don't have a re- a reusable straw. I don't have a metal yet? straw now. Oh, you got to get with the program, bro. You got to just if you have a metal straw, don't put it in one of those cup. You know, like in one of the firm cup lids. You know, like those fast food cups, but they're pl- hard plastic. Oh yeah. Oh. Because someone, I mean, it's a low likelihood thing, but someone died when they. Uh, Somehow, I think they slipped and fell and impaled themselves through their eye socket with a metal Ooh. straw. Yeah, Aww. yeah, that was that was fairly recently, I think. And that's why I'm glad I have a flexible uh, silicone one or whatever it is. I have a final straw, so it's metal and silicone. I'm sorry, guys, we can't talk about this anymore. Why not? I'm making an executive decision. We're now a podcast about Sequest. <laughs> universe reboot <laughs> was i was i watching sequest earlier today while building legos yes yes i was <laughs> here let me send i'll send you all the proof oh these pictures are vile what the f what <laughs> These are gross pictures. <laughs> the ones from Charlie? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Notice the film. Oh, is there another one? Oh, is this from Adam? Yep. So, uh, you've been you've been putting your uh, doctorate to real good use, is what I'm hearing. Uh, yeah. 
<laughs> what is this? Dinosaurs? Yeah, dinosaur fossils. It's the new Lego set that came out like a week ago. <laughs> Satan's playthings. You get a Pteranodon, a Triceratops, and a T-Rex. Ooh. And then you can see there's some Sequest on the TV in there. Wow. I assume Sequest is the official program for Lego builders. I didn't even know you had Sequest on, I assume this is a DVD. Mm-hmm. I bought the first two seasons at a garage sale, and then season three was only released in Australia, so I had to import that. Oh, wow. Wait, 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 wait. Only released on home video. In Yes. Okay. Because I was going to say, like, I swear, I we were watching to a point where it just got, ab- I mean, I guess, jump the shark? Oh, yeah. But, you know, like, it was... It's completely insane compared to where the show started. Yeah, well, the episode I was watching involved Sequest being transported to another planet to fight aliens. Yeah, so it really <laughs> what? There's a lot of funny business going on in the ocean. <laughs> I mean, it's possible we haven't mapped out everything down there, right? Yeah, there, there's probably a wormhole in there somewhere. And Mark Hamill was in that episode too. What? What year was Sequest on TV, anyway? 93 is when it started. Okay. What's your favorite Sequest memory, Charlie? Um, us talking about it right now. <laughs> nope, you gotta make one up. Uh, the part where Roy Scheider is um, captaining the Sequest vessel and comes upon Cthulhu and is like, oh, that's where he is. But he's just sleeping. Well, that was pretty cool. Wait, is that it's a very uneventful episode, episode or are you just making stuff up? <laughs> I'll give you partial credit. <laughs> I was curious, so I looked it up. Uh, Wing Commander 3, Heart of the Tiger, came out in March 1994. So depending on when that episode of Sequest was, uh, I guess that was when Mark Hamill was doing TV and video games. Mm. Yes, he was in an episode of the 90, 1990 Flash TV show, remember? Plays Wait, when? Chester. That's probably about when the Batman animated series that he's the Joker in was, right? Yeah, around that time. Man, early 90s is like a golden age of Mark Hamill, it turns out. Yeah. Who knew? He really hit his stride there. Unless you see him on, in movies. Because the movies, I recall, aren't very good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like so good that I was like, he was in movies? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, Batman animated series. Uh, starting in 1992. Wow, yeah. So yeah, it truly was a golden era of... <laughs> wow. Can we talk about how uh, Roy Scheider was so upset about the alien stuff in Sequest that during the show, he gave interviews that just talked about how much he hated being in the show? <laughs> wow. <laughs> that's what you really want from your lead. Right? Yeah, that's... <laughs> He said, he said, apparently, it's childish trash. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I was eight years old while I was watching it. Yeah. So he's not completely wrong. But apparently, one of the executive producers in response said, I'm sorry he's such a sad and angry man. <laughs> oh, <geez>. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Good relationship there. Good. Uh... Oh. Yeah, I remember the first season being pretty good, and the second season being having some moments, but being kind of weird. And the only thing I remember about season three is that's Michael Ironside in it, and that's Sequest <laughs> twenty thirty two, and that at one point one of the futuristic pieces of equipment that's in one of the submarines is a 
Atari 5200 trackball controller. <laughs> wow. Speaking of Sequest. When, as we uh, as we do exclusively on this podcast. <laughs> when when uh so when you sent that uh imager link to that yeah. Sequest meme, and then I realized I was logged in and I was like, huh, I didn't even realize I had an imager account, let alone be logged in. And so I go and I'm like, Well, what did I upload? And there's one image in that I have uploaded, and it is this one. I'm not lying. (laughs) (laughs) I uploaded this years ago to make seven years ago to make a post on Reddit. Like (laughs) (laughs) So for those who can't see, it is a photo it is a a JPEG of Darwin from Sequest with something strapped on his back. (laughs) The scuba suit looks like why does he need a scuba suit? He's a dolphin. <laughs> Maybe it's for going up in the if air. You well, he can't, can't surface, you know. Underwater operations. Okay, that's true. That's why it's over the blowhole, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Doesn't doesn't Darwin have a way to talk as well? Yeah, like a, like a brain to text kind of thing. Yeah, Captain Bridger, Roy Scheider's character, came up with some sort of way to do it. Yeah, kind of looks. That little apparatus kind of looks Pikachu esque. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. yeah. If this if this show were in the Pokemon verse, I'm sure that it would be <laughs> some sort of uncompensated <laughs> creature <laughs> against its will, <laughs> Flintstone style, you know. <laughs> wow, what a trip down memory lane. <laughs> Just like every episode of our <laughs> new Sequest podcast. <laughs> this week, we re- we remember the DeLuise brothers, Michael and Peter. Hey, remember my friend Tom from those Merry Marvel Movie March episodes? Yes. Sequest guy? <laughs> I don't know about that. I think Does I... he know what Sequest is? Isn't he like a... Is he even Dude, a millennial or is he no, too... Freaking... So... So this this is kind of messed up, but um, I saw something on Twitter a few weeks back where people were like, nobody remembers the Bush years, like like nobody remembers like Abu Ghraib and stuff. And so I asked a couple people, you know, at school, you know, like twenty uh, something people, you know, do you know like if I say the words Abu Ghraib prison to you, do you know what I'm talking about? And they totally did not. That's messed up stuff. So so anyway, uh. Apparently Tom wants to uh, become a competitor, and he wants to—he wants me to steal all of your uh, your trade secrets, Charlie. Oh, he, he okay. Could join. He could just join the network. <laughs> you have a podcasting network? Yeah, GWR and CR. Yeah, one one active <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yeah, I'll read that and respond to it after after the show, Doug. <laughs> I'd be happy to give some advice. Okay, bad advice, right? Oh yeah, you know, ham hamstring those uh, potential competitors. <laughs> you don't want him to get those Casper dollars. You want those Casper dollars. It's Casper dollars for everybody, Doug. <laughs> what's a Casper dollar? Or Lisa? Or what's the other? <laughs> There's probably like three or four mattresses. I actually, I actually don't listen to any podcasts that have advertising, so I'm just going off of secondhand knowledge here. How do you How do you know about me undies? What? Or how do I know about what? 
So I'm going to have to cut this because they're not paying us, Adam. But basically, there is <laughs> you can have mattresses delivered to your door, like instead of having to go out mattress shopping and they're like in the boxes that are the size of a mini fridge and you open them up and they kind of expand, I guess, basically. This is what I've I'm heard from that- like every podcast ever, because apparently they've decided that this is a that's a good way to advertise mattresses is through podcasts. So uh, in my old job, one of my coworkers got one of them and he uh, he. He had one piece of advice. Make sure you move it into the room where you want it set up permanently before you open the <laughs> I box. Have, yeah. If I had to guess what the advice was going to be, I would have guessed that exactly. <laughs> <laughs> because he did oh, not. Guys, this is great, guys, but none of this sounds like it's about Sequest. So I'm going to need so you to tie it in somehow. I've got a Sequest idea to bring it into... I hardly remember into 2020. Sorry. I was eight years old. And uh, I think that there needs to be a virtual reality game called Sequest DSVR. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I think it would, I think it would really move units of whatever the uh, headset is that Oculus quest, some exclusive deal with, uh, you know, the, whatever the worst, you know, headset is. That really needs the exclusive Sequest oh. game. Quest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a different one from Star Trek Bridge Crew. <laughs> 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 but it's just a reskin. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand why we're fighting aliens again. <laughs> Wasn't that great of an episode? I assume that was only one episode of DSV, right? Two. Possibly Two? three. There oh my goodness. Alien. Yeah, like, Let's I see. was very little, but I remember Why? me and my brother really making fun about Why? just, like, every episode is there's, like, a black hole in the ocean. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I don't understand. How do you pitch a show and get it made when you don't have any, any ideas for episodes? How easy was it to make TV decades ago? So I think probably oh what goodness. it was was the first season was more about, like, ocean-style problems events and things like that and then i guess ratings probably weren't great so they decided to retool it to make it like star trek light almost and yeah that didn't really work for them either so they jumped forward 10 years in time (laughs) (laughs) can we talk about c lab 2020 i'll allow it that is where you'll find me. That's a good good song. Yeah. It's been a while since I watched that show, so like the only thing that really still sticks out in my mind is the Adrian Barbeau bot. It's just so absurd. Is that what we wanted to talk about? <laughs> Can we go back to Sequest? Apparently nobody remembers it really. So back so. to Sequest. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh part of me wants to track down the Super Nintendo game now. Oh. Oh, I, I assume a it's thing. a ripoff of Echo the Dolphin. Uh, I don't know. Let's see what Moby Games <laughs> has to say. <laughs> Stupid fat fingers. Can't trust them. They're Why? so confused. They're so confused. They thought they dated Natalie Portman back in the day. Oh, who was that? I that it was, was only it like was a Moby. Couple, right. That was only a couple it was months Moby. ago. But I assume I've already. Adam, I assume Adam. I assume Adam is on his gaming blog. Give me the screenshots. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Whoa! Wait, what's happening? Charlie, it's that time dilation effect I mentioned. <laughs> oh, weird. It's like a three-quarters game. I figured it'd be like a side-on. It almost looks like 
like a Battletech kind of game. But apparently I've read every Sequest DSV novel. All and I, what, two of them? Three. <laughs> and I own the uh, the one issue of the comic book that exists. Hmm. Oh, man, now I'm going to have to track down these uh, action figures by Playmates Toys. You know what would be hmm. ironic? People were uh, finding bits and pieces of Sequest action figures in marine life. That'd be rough. Probably happening. I can't imagine the Sequest game is very expensive. Probably not. What do you got, eBay? Sequest. DSP. Oh, I see what you mean about it looking kind of like Battletech. I can get the complete set of uh, action figures for 30 bucks. Ooh, don't do it. Ooh, I can get a hat for 40 uh, What am I actually looking for? purpose that's right the game i haven't seen come across a game yet lots of the dvds and action figures couple models yeah. monogram models i was hoping they'd have a new inbox copy somewhere on on uh, amazon or something guess i gotta search for game okay here we go uh complete inbox for 1350 oh oh not bad for the genesis version looks like you can get the super nintendo version for about 20 complete inbox Game Boy one might be a little more. Here's a factory sealed SNES one for three hundred. Oh, Ooh, what? That's... You see these these like there's these new like wave of collectors that are treating video games like comic books, where they care about like whether or not they've been opened, what conditions the box is in, and then they put them in those stupid plastic. Yeah, things. those things. What? Like I was reading about this, like the most expensive. Video game ever sold at auction was one of these recently. What? Yeah, that, it's and people were like, "Oh, I can't believe that no one's like jumping in on this." This was some Kotaku article I saw where it was just like, "Oh, I can't believe people aren't like getting on board this bandwagon." I'm like, "But why? <laughs> Who cares if you have a sealed copy?" Yeah, I mean, ugh. I to guess be- if purely like you are kind of like running your collection, sort of like a museum and that it's like a display piece but to be fair yeah i have the same problem with the comic books themselves that they seal on the plastic Uh it's just like what's the point it it does there's something about it that feels well i mean there's there's nothing sadder than a toy that's never been played with right that's right so and that's why it's disappointing for me i wish that the cases you know in the cases i feel like the ones i've seen like could look better in terms of like displaying them yeah. You know, it's always like, uh, I don't really, you know, envisioning all of those on a shelf, like, it doesn't, it doesn't, like, maximize the the aesthetic either, I don't think. But maybe it's not that big of a of a deal, but I, just, I don't think be, any of them look that appealing. Play to pick up Death Stranding tomorrow? I, I think I'm going to go to GameStop after work and, and get it. <laughs> I have nice. a $10 coupon, so I, I can get, you know, I can get oh, 10 bucks off. Cool. Yeah, I I've heard some stuff about. I, do any of you guys ever watch the? I know Adam, you read Kotaku. Yeah. Do you ever watch Tim Rogers videos? I don't, just because I tend really not to watch videos. Okay. Yeah, and I guess he he doesn't really like write articles for them. He more just like I guess sometimes you'll see a an article that's like a synopsis of or like an excerpt of his videos, but I. I think he's just fantastic, and he did a, he he did like an hour long review of Death Stranding that like manages to not even really talk about the game that much. What you know? He's I don't know. I I wholeheartedly uh, 
love his videos. But anyways, yes, I might I might just have to buy it. And I, I hear the first 20 hours is just like really frustrating walking simulator. But that sounds kind of fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I saw something a week ago, one of the advanced reviews describing it as kind of like quap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that actually, I hadn't heard that, but that it was makes something a lot like, of sense given what I've... It's like you would you would you know trip and all of your boxes and stuff would go flying everywhere. So you'd have to go collect them and stack them back up, and then only then could you continue back on your way. Yeah, <laughs> it's and I hear it's it's like really long, and most of the story is is uh, backloaded to the end. Like the first twenty hours are just like an exercise in frustration. <laughs> oh. Sounds kind of fun. I mean, <laughs> I've seen the trailers and oh. it looks fun. So Tim Tim Rogers described it as if Breath of the Wild was boring on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of Kotaku related things, how about that uh, Deadspin collapse? Oh God! Oh. No. Chapo dis- Chapo discussed that pretty uh, thoroughly this past week. Paul, did you listen to the app yet? I I did. I I listen fairly irregularly. Okay. So I haven't yeah, I haven't heard that one. Okay. I think it was the free it must have been the free one this week. Um the upshot of it was uh you know, a lot of jobs, you know, management comes in, you know, new management and you know, they're kinda like jerks. You know, they've got some new ideas and it and you know, they're gonna make your your life suck a bit harder. You know, mm-hmm. but it's a job, and so you know you just eat and keep working at it, you know, because you need a job. But apparently, the the guy behind the company was such such an unpleasant person. They they assumed that instead of like you know, oh, you just appease him once, and then everything will be fine. It would just going. It was just going to be like he's just going to have random flare ups, and it's just going to get worse every time. And so that's why everyone quit because they were like, yeah, no, not not going to deal with this. So yeah, so it, I basically watched it. On, I've been watching it unfold because Deadspin was like the one sports site I actually looked at. <laughs> oh, Ma- mainly because of Drew Maggery. So I remember I read the uh, the essay when um, Megan Greenwell, the editor, left, where she had sort of like left and but had written this essay basically explaining what was happening with the new private capital equity private people, equity. Yeah. like all the all the hiring of. All of his uh, cronies, overqualified yeah. people, right? Been with the site for a long time. But apparently, so a memo went out. Uh, I guess it would have been a little over a week ago at this point, where it was basically he, the head of the company, said essentially stick to sports, which, <laughs> yeah. which is basically code for be a Republican. Which was mm-hmm. no, no. Apparently, he's. I don't know that. Was it actually supposed to be about, like, just, like, political, though? Well, I guess I just know that, right, because ESPN had that sort of thing that came down of, like, you need to stick to sports because it upsets the sports watchers who tend to be... People who just, people who watch sports just as their leisure time activity and have the view of, hey, don't, don't, you know, ruin my leisure time with this. Right, but it also seemed to coincide somewhat with people with more conservative viewpoints. So when they said stick to sports, what they actually meant was stick to sports and or politics that I agree with. Oh. Which, 
fine, whatever, right? So, so for me, but, the funniest part was that I didn't even know until like two weeks ago that Deadspin was a sports site because I had never been linked to it for sports. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, I've literally only been linked sports. to the concourse. <laughs> so, so I'd been. I'd known about Deadspin ever since the Monte Teo story broke like five years ago at this point, uh, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Possibly longer. <laughs> right. Because it was Deadspin who broke that story. Oh. He'd been, so he had told, instructed them stick to sports. And he had this sort of reasoning of like sports articles are more popular with our readership, blah, blah, blah. And the thing is on the website, right? Like <laughs> you can see how many people have clicked on articles and like first time and stuff like that. And the non political or the political posts are, were apparently always doing way more view page views than the non-political posts. So the potential counter argument that I saw floated was that if you compared all of the uh, sports articles that were released in September against all the non-sports articles released in September, then that was the case that the non-sports ones were getting twice as much traffic. But allegedly they were also taking into account traffic going to previously written sports articles when they made that claim and that hasn't been debunked well i mean what's the thing is is that the acting editor barry uh uh, right had basically said no look we've seen the analytics we know for a fact that's not true the non-sports stories typically do way better than the purely sports stories Mm -hmm. right so when they got the stick to sports thing right like so in protest um he posted like three or four articles that that day that were only about non-sports things. Or so the company shut down all commenting on the articles because all the comments were full of like pro writers, anti-management stuff. Two days prior, they had put an article up that basically said, hey, give us feedback on the autoplay videos. (laughs) Audio autoplay as well. Yeah. And so management went in and deleted that because they were getting overwhelmed with all the complaints about it. <laughs> yeah. Like you can email geo media. <laughs> yeah. We don't like these either. <laughs> so the upshot was that they all saw the writing on the wall. And so basically everyone resigned. I think there was one person who rather than resigning immediately just gave two weeks and then posted up like the, the remaining sort of freelance content that they had so that those people could get paid. Oh, and so I think at the moment Deadspin now is just filled with scabs. I haven't actually looked in like I don't. But the yeah, last like time I, I looked, no, I don't think there is anyone. Just like the a, last time I looked, like all the articles were credited to someone named Deadspin staff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I saw people posting the the Simpsons thing where it's just uh, Mr. Burns and uh, Mr. Smithers running the plant by themselves. <laughs> They're like, it is you know, it's just caption. It is Deadspin now. But but apparently the uh, the kicker is that a couple days ago the uh, Geo Media's editorial director, one of the people who told them stick to sports, ended up resigning. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So anyway, yeah, the dead spin thing was just like because yeah, because I would always read uh, Drew's column every Tuesday, his fun bag, mm. and then I'd look at his stuff right because like he would do why your team sucks. <laughs> where he would go through every football team before the season started and explain why they were terrible. <laughs> so I would always read like the lions one and be like, yeah. <laughs> so, um, I realized that I kind of screwed up there. So let me tie that back in. So 
talking about Deadspin, but I wonder how the Deadspin staff would have felt about Sequest. Let's find out. <laughs> Deadspin Sequest. <laughs> right. Yeah, let me know if you find anything on that one. Hmm. Marlins find hope in long canceled Star Trek ripoff. Yep. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> In a 1993 episode of Sequest, Jonathan Brandis' character wears a Marlins 2010 World Champions jersey. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's the story. Also, hey, well, it, yeah. predicted that, it predicted that Talking Dolphin would be sponsored by Sun Life. <laughs> it's got a nice pick there. Wow, back in 2010. Yeah. Well, I guess right. on the topic of submerged items, I've got this... <laughs> glass it's really i think in color it hasn't changed much oh i do need to there's a new picture i need to send you oh Oh, dear we had a moment of peace (laughs) when we forgot about this monstrosity i'm gonna have to roll for sanity when this picture comes through (laughs) gotta roll a 21 or higher (laughs) so i was swirling it around and i noticed that it almost looks like cooking grease Like, kind of sticks to the side. I mean, it is the potato chip. They are, you know, soaked in grease. In wine tasting, that's called called the legs of the drink, kind of sticking and dripping down the side of the glass. Although it's. So you're going to drink? You're (laughs) going to drink this now, right? Yeah, yeah. I also want to say that it, the odor is kind of overwhelming now. I think it's releasing the (laughs) scent so that I could be a full, like, foot away from this and I can smell it. Like, pretty intensely oh Oh, yeah and that grease that grease that's on the side you can see it forming like pools on the top now like very much like science charlie cooking grease all right do it for darwin hold hold up charlie just remember what i said about the the smoothies (laughs) you're allowed to spit it out i'm never going to be able to drink pepsi or eat chips again if you if you don't vomit it up yeah so if you feel the need to puke Puke. I mean, that could be good for my overall health. Don't power through. Aversion therapy. A soundtrack? I need to track this down. Aversion therapy. So keep it down. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's for for science. <laughs> for science. Hmm. <laughs> that was more happy than I would have expected. Well, the problem's going to be when I get to the chip. <laughs> only $50 on eBay. Hmm. Oh, here's one for only 27 all right, so here's the saving grace there. All of the flavors separated. So first I tasted Pepsi, then I tasted chip flavoring, and then all that was left was just a soggy potato chip. Like, I feel like if all of the flavors had melded together, that would have been truly horrendous, but it was just like three mildly unpleasant experiences in a row instead of one, <laughs> you know, that's about as good mistake. as you could hope for. Yeah, yeah. I guess. And, uh, ugh, and the glass is just a, just a mess now. My stomach doesn't seem to enjoy it, though. I'll say that. You may be right, Doug. (laughs) Yeah, you know, if you feel, like, queasy about it and you keep it down. It might be a post-podcast purge. Yeah, you know, you're just going to be, like, ten years from now, you'll be like, yeah, I was able to have a sip of Diet Coke again. (laughs) You know, the the therapist is very, uh, very optimistic about my chances. (laughs) Guys, I'm going to do it. What? Are you buying a game? Nope. Are you buying action figures? Are you buying nope. anything? Yes. What are you buying? Buying the Sequest soundtrack. 
Why <laughs> would you do that? Why why would you do that? Because it's seven dollars and thirty cents. I mean, you gotta buy it before it's gone, really. That's right. It says the last not. one, three sold. I mean, you could just let the past die. <laughs> But that would mean living in the present, and I don't yeah. want to do that. The <laughs> present is already dead. Come on. Our only hope is to keep the past alive. The second best Star Wars movie, some people believe. <laughs> Wait, what? Which one? What? Forgot Arizona charts a sales tax now on online stuff. All right. Seven, seven. I mean, I, I mean. Bam, did it. Oh, yeah. Whoa. Now, the next question is, do I buy the complete corner gas for 40 bucks? Mm-hmm. But, yeah, um, that soundtrack is uh, it's totally on uh, Spotify. So, you know. Well, now it's forever. Ugh. 29 minutes and 50 seconds. Oh, yeah. Sometimes you just, you got to have a CD. That's right. What happens when it disappears off Spotify because the license agreement expires or whatever? Because you know what's not available on streaming right now in the U.S.? Sequest. Uh, Yeah, I assume that's because (laughs) due to uh, lack of interest. Low, please. Like, that stops them. I don't think you understand how streaming services work. I don't. Well, I guess that wraps it up for another edition of the Gobeski Wallace Report. My name's Charlie Wallace. And I'm Adam Gobeski. And thanks to our two undersea guests, under the sea, underwater, uh, hmm. oceanic guests. There we go. <laughs> Doug Gobeski. Pleasure, as always. And Paul Darwin Wilcox. I'm going to go ahead and Little Mermaid 2 and return to the sea. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> I'm going to allow this. (laughs) It's Sequest adjacent. (laughs) (laughs) Only the Little Mermaid Live had been Sequest DSV Live. (laughs) Yeah. Thanks, everyone, for listening to our show. Make sure to check out our website, GobeskiWallSupport.com. And don't forget, you can follow us on Twitter. Just follow us at... GW Report, and we're on the Facebook as well, just like our page, the Gobeski Wallace Report. I kind of forgot what was happening. <laughs> it's always so hard with the Twitter, with like the at. Like, you don't have to say at, do you? I don't know. That's a question for the listeners to decide. Testing, testing. All right. Hello. 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 Hello and welcome to another edition of the Go Besky Wall Ass Report. (laughs) The Go Besky Wall and the Ass Report.